Chronicles of the Awakened is a story-based podcast and a work of fiction. It is created and narrated by J.A. LaRock. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere where podcasts are found. Previously on Chronicles of the Awakened, after defeating Lucia, Chase is drawn into an argument with Lucia over the depths he went to in order to gain access to her demonic life energy. Lucia baits Chase, telling her that she is no better than any other demonic. At the critical moment, Lucia strikes, but her target is not Chase. Before Chase can react, Lucia is able to fire a blast of demonic energy striking at Vincent. Now, Vincent is on the brink of second death, and all Chase can do is watch and apologize. Chapter 30 Rebirth In complete darkness, a single point of light appears before Vincent. He does not know if it is a vision or a dream. His consciousness hovers slowly towards it. As he draws closer, he sees a portal opening. Chase steps from the portal and looks at a figure out of sight. Vincent realizes Chase is looking at him and instantly his perception changes. Seeing through his own eyes, he watches Chase place her hand upon his forehead. However, this time he can do more than just feel the rush of energy flowing through him. He can see visions in the white light surrounding him. He was being fed information, not only on the true cause of his death, but about the angelics and the afterlife itself. The energy channeled into his body brought him comfort, but it was more than just that. It was an imprint of knowledge, information, on a basic scale. It only occurred to him at that moment that what Chase did was not only stabilize him, but also give him enough information to be prepared for his retrieval. The energy force within his body was doing the same. Vincent wondered if this was part of the normal retrieval process, then became afraid, frightened by the fact that he was considering it. Chase's expression changed as she could sense what he was feeling. Vincent's life energy was stabilizing again. The world around Vincent cleared, and with the darkness removed, came a rush of realization much stronger than what first happened when he was touched by Chase. Vincent? Chase says with hope in her voice. Can... can you hear me? Through her touch, Chase can feel a change within Vincent's body. His life energy has not only stabilized, but has grown. The power she felt within, when she first encountered him, has increased. It felt familiar. During her training to release the rage energy within, Chase could feel fluctuations within her own life energy. Unwilling to ask anyone for specific advice, she had to speculate on her own that it was her white energy learning to work in concert with her red. There were times when her body would spasm or she would feel pain as the two energy types fought against each other. It is that battle that she feels going on inside Vincent. What she does not know 
is which side is winning. Mom, Vincent whispers as he stares blankly into the sky. As the energy within Vincent stabilizes, Chase can clearly feel that it is also changed. The power she felt when first encountering him was strong, but raw and untrained. This new power was beyond anything she had felt before, and yet it was calm and stable, as if within the body of an experienced angelic. Furthermore, she could sense the rage energy within him, dormant as if waiting for the right opportunity to release itself. Once Chase had awakened her demonic energy, she went to great lengths to suppress it. She knew she would have to hide her new power not only from her fellow angelics, but from Lucia herself. During training with Mia, Chase could feel her rage energy trying to release. But to do that would be disastrous. Not only would she be kept out of battle, but could be forced to undergo a cleaning process developed by Beverly, head of Angelic Medical, to remove the rage energy from a soul's body. Chase studied with every angelic she felt could help her and learned skills and techniques to calm herself while hiding her new power. Why? Why didn't you protect me? Vincent whimpers out, snapping Chase from her thoughts. Chase knows something has changed within Vincent, but realizes the change occurred because of her failure. I'm sorry. I... I failed you, Vincent, Chase says. Vincent's eyes closed and snap open, flashing crimson for only a split second. Vincent pushes away from Chase and jumps to his feet, slowly backing away from her. It's okay, Vincent, Chase says calmly. She's gone. She won't be able to hurt you anymore. Vincent shakes his head, then turns and runs down the alleyway. Halfway down, he slams against an invisible barrier blocking his path. Vincent shakes off the collision and places his hand against the barrier. Vincent's hand begins to glow slightly. A white aura shines from beneath his skin and interacts with the barrier. Vincent's eyes widen as blue ripples of energy dance up and down the barrier. It's a containment barrier, Chase begins. When a soul enters a negative mirror, it can roam a certain distance from its death point. But when a soul loses enough of its life energy, that range of travel becomes smaller. You are dying here, Vincent. We call this place the negative mirror because it looks just like Earth. But there are no living people here, only souls. This dimension is now unstable, and because of that, the life energy used to create this place siphons energy from all souls, which drains them faster. For beings like myself, it would take months just to weaken me. But for a new soul like you, it could only take hours. Vincent turns back towards Chase. Undergoing his own internal struggle, he strains to comprehend Chase's explanation but at the same time understands her words. The flood of information confuses him, and yet he has a newfound clarity that he has never experienced before. He knows Chase's words to be true, 
and does not see her as a threat, but also does not trust her completely. It, it's kind of like the world closing in on you, Chase continues. This alleyway was all that remained of your world. If someone did not retrieve you soon, you would have been devoured by this place and become part of its life energy. If that happened, you would have lost yourself, your consciousness, and by all accounts, be dead again. In a sense, this barrier protects you because the more you would try to move, the more life energy you would use, hastening your death. But you're okay now, I promise. I stabilized your life energy, and you are out of danger, but... She did something to me, Vincent interrupts. That... that woman... She... She did something to me. Chase begins to answer when a small tear in space opens in between them. Vincent backs up against the barrier, frightened Lucia has returned. Chase stares at the tear as a small spear of yellow energy and light floats out from the tear. Chase recognizes the event. Vincent can tell that much just by looking at her. The spear of light hovers before them as streams of multicolored light swirls within. It is almost soothing to watch, bringing a strange calmness over Vincent. It's okay, Vincent, Chase says. This isn't an enemy. It's actually here. Well, the energy begins to pulsate. Vincent places his hand on his forehead as if a thought were entering his mind. He can feel the energy within the sphere. An aura of soft yellow light surrounds Vincent's body. The light is warm and soothing. Slowly from silence, he can hear a voice in his head. Stabilization has been completed, the being of light says telepathically to Vincent as well as Chase. You have been retrieved and may pass on. No, Chase responds aloud. I wish to take this soul back to the campus. He will go through the process and then decide if he wishes to remain with us or pass on to the afterlife. Vincent is puzzled by the voice in his head, but trusts the being and is not afraid. He realizes Chase can hear the being in his head just like him, but does not understand its purpose or Chase's response. Wait, Vincent says, snapping from his lulled state. What, what is all this? What are you doing to me? I'm not going anywhere until you explain everything that is happening. Chase slowly steps forward and stops just before the Spear of Light. Her eyes scan over the alleyway, but she is not just searching with her vision, but with her very soul. After a moment, she looks back at Vincent. You have some of the answers within you, Vincent, Chase begins. When I stabilized your life energy, I imprinted basic information about us so you could understand my words. But we cannot discuss this here. In the negative mirror, we can be attacked again by Lucia or another demonic at any time. It will only be safe once we leave here, and I promise you, I will explain everything I can. No! That's not good enough, Vincent responds, turning his gaze to the sphere. 
I... I do understand some things. I can still see my mother. What she did. This place, what... What Lucia did to me. I understand what you showed me, but I... Chase approaches Vincent, who slowly backs away, then stops, realizing he must give Chase the chance to explain herself. The calming feeling from the spear's light slowly fades from Vincent, bringing a return to his anxiety and fear. Chase stretches out her hand to Vincent, then motions towards the spear. This being is known as a reaper, Chase begins. Its function is to guide souls to the afterlife, your real afterlife. Normally, there would be no way for the reaper to detect your life energy, not only because your life energy is destabilized, but because of the dysfunction found here in Negative Mirror. Only once I retrieved you could you have passed on, but before that we need you to hear us out and make a decision. A decision? Vincent asks. I'm... I'm special. Chase is surprised by Vincent's realization. She can sense in him the knowledge within him is being absorbed at a much faster rate than before. But there is something else. She can feel the life energy Lucia hit him with. It was not broken down and converted by his own life energy. It is intermixed with it. Yes, Chase answers. You are unique among human souls, and because of that, we can use your help to fight against others, like Lucia. But it is your choice to make, and you must make it on your own, once you know all the facts. All I ask is that you come with me, and I promise all of your questions will be answered. Chase looks at the Reaper, then back at Vincent. She remembers her own retrieval and the anger and fear inside her at the time. Once she knew she could fight back, that was all it took for her to join the Angelics. But with Vincent, it is much different. Though he has been fed information and has aged within a negative mirror, Vincent is still a child and would be the youngest soul to ever make the decision. Listen, I know it's a lot to take in, Chase begins. We bring souls back to what we call the campus, not only because it is safe, but because it gives the soul time to process everything that was fed into it. There is a lot to know before you make your choice, but you could leave right now and go with this reaper. He can take you to your afterlife, and that would be it. I promise you, if you do not wish to join us, we can still bring you back. You can still pass on. Chase remembers similar words being said by Mia, who retrieved her at the time. Chase could only think about revenge and the justice she felt she could bring to those who would cause others harm. She knew it was not just a noble cause. Chase's motivation was about making her enemies suffer. I... I want to see her, Vincent begins. I want to see my mom. Vincent turns and begins to push against the barrier. Chase grabs Vincent by the shoulder, but Vincent pushes her off, sending her staggering backwards. 
Surprised by his strength, Chase stands and watches as Vincent begins to pound his fist against the barrier. She can feel his life energy becoming unstable again. Let me go! Vincent screams. I need to see her! I need to see my mom! Vincent rears back, punching the barrier again. The barrier begins to crack like glass, then shatters into thousands of showers of energy and light. Chase stands shocked that a non-angelic could shatter the barrier. Vincent begins to run down the alleyway. In a flash of light, Chase disappears and reappears in front of Vincent, stopping him in his tracks. There's no going back, Chase says, holding her hands out towards Vincent. Trust me. I know. We cannot return to the living world. Our life energy cannot exist there. Even if you ran home, it would just be this world's representation of your home. Your mother would not be there. No one's would. Vincent falls to his knees and cries, knowing what Chase said was true. His emotions overtake him as he screams into his hands. Chase walks over and kneels down beside him. She understands his pain and his need for answers. Chase understands it all too well, what it means to have a parent betray you. I'm sorry, Chase says. There are some answers we will never have. At this point, we can either move forward or remain trapped in the past. I know this hurts Vincent, but in time, it does get better. I promise you. Vincent raises his head from his hands and looks into Chase's eyes. Her words and the emotions behind them comfort him more than the warring glow from the Reaper's light. I will go, Vincent says. I'll go if... If you promise you'll stay with me. Chase nods and helps Vincent to his feet. With just a glance, the Reaper opens a tear in space and disappears within it. Jonathan, retrieval complete, Chase says. Open a portal to the campus, but take us through the live stream first. I need to show Vincent something. Next week. Chapter 31